millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and today we have a good one. Today we're going to be talking about regular season predictions. So basically we're going to be hitting what our regular season uh, record, end of season record, and our standings are going to be, and what our predictions are for those and the t- every team that's going to be on that list. And we're also going to be talking about awards we're going to talk about who we think is going to be the mvp talk about the top three guys we have at every slot just to talk about you know who we got have for each one and we're going to go over a little bit of an intro talking about some hot topics which is going to be about victor winabanya zion williamson draymond green slapping the poo out of jordan Poole. like it's going to be yeah, some fun stuff to talk crazy. about so that's where we're that's where i had in first is there anything you want to say before we kick it to uh the first topic Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right. Sounds good. The first thing we're going to talk about is Victor Winnebanya. Victor Winnebanya dropped 37 points. Everybody's been losing their mind about him. You know, I told you guys on a couple of podcast episodes ago that he was that guy next year. He was a generational talent. Um, He's really special. So I want to see what Chris, what do you think about Victor Winnebanya and everything that's going on right now with him? He's just getting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like extremely, like a large amount of publicity right now. Like these all yes. over. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, it's Victor Winnebanya! Oh my God, oh my God!" Yes. Ah! Brain melting, people running around, mm-hmm. everything's on fire. They're like, "We gotta, we have to, <laughs> we we have yeah. to lose the entire, lose every game. Don't put Trey mm-hmm. Young in. Lose every game. Don't put, yep. in, don't put De'Aaron Fox in. Lose every game. We must have them. He is the next. He is the next coming of the greatest player. And he was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm just like, eh. I'm not not gonna say I'm not impressed. Right? He's seven four. We've never seen anything like that before to move. And he's a wing and he has guard skill and he can shoot the three. He can shoot lights out if he wants to. It's ridiculous. And then he plays defense because he's just so tall. So he can't help but play defense. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of like cheating almost it's like he he won mm-hmm. the genetic lottery and it's a cheat code yes and it's brought to life and yes i'm just like dag just imagine what the nba is gonna look like once he get in there and then like he's gonna <sighs> like it's crazy because i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go here and say this you can agree with me or not <clears throat> remember how mike was like with the wizards right yeah and then a year or two following LeBron came into the league and he was the chosen one. The next yeah. Mike. And then he solidified yeah. himself in the league, you know, a couple years down the mm-hmm. line. Yeah. It's starting to look that way. It's starting mm-hmm. to look like LeBron's in the league. 
He's mm-hmm. entering those later years. Vic for sure yeah. is going to come out into the draft next year. He's entering those later years. It's going to be a changing mm-hmm. of the guard very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Just with yeah. all the hype, because I mean, I just read mm-hmm. an article that really, I mean, I don't quite agree with. Right? I read an article, you know, that said like, "Hey, if LeBron and Vic was coming on the same draft, LeBron wouldn't be number one; he'd be number two. And I'm like, "No, no, it's just KD. No, and KD's not better than LeBron, so." <laughs> No, There's it's because of LeBron's passing. LeBron's passing. It makes a difference. And his athletic gifts were too ridiculously insane for... It would be a ridiculous draft, but yeah. I would still take Vic, too. Vic, too. Yeah, Vic would go, too. And I'm like... It, I would, like, I talked to my brother, right? And like I said, you may agree with this or not. And I was like, you know... He was, he was like, what do you think about this? And I was like... I don't know. Because, like... LeBron is my goat, right? He's our goat on this podcast, right? He's our greatest of all time. Solidify. Yeah. And I just think, like, they were saying the same thing about KD. Like, oh, KD is, like, the best. Duh, duh, duh. You know, he's he's demigod. He's long, and he has guard skill. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, Vic is just, he's just taller than KD, but he's technically just KD. <laughs> so, like, if mm-hmm. KD's not better than LeBron, then how is Vic better than LeBron? I would push back on it a little bit. I'm here for it. I would push back on it a little bit. Um, even though I feel like you made a great comparison, and I would have made the gr- same comparison as you, is some people are evolutionary steps from other great players. And yeah. LeBron James is an evolutionary step from my- Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, you know, athletic gifts. You basically pair Dominique Wilkins and Magic Johnson, you get LeBron James. Mm. You know what I mean? And we're looking at the 2.0 KD because KD was ridiculous, right? But you add five inches and you gave similar skill. But the reason why um, KD is, yes, yeah, so we're going apples to apples, KD to uh, Victor and just scoring, scoring specifically, then I see your point. But at the rim, he's going to be a shot blocker. Something not KD is not. I was That's just, another I was way he's going to impact the bl- yeah. basketball game. He's going to impact the basketball game on the boards. Seven mm-hmm. foot four. He could be as frail as you want him to be, but he's still going to get boards. He's still going to impact the game defensively. Yeah. And there's point in times where he does flash passing intelligence. And that's where he is much more developed in the passing and the basketball intelligence of the game that way than KD yeah. coming out. Now, I'm not saying that he's like Giannis or Jokic where he's super special. I'm just saying it's more polished. Mm-hmm. Think of like three assists per game his rookie year. That's where I'm viewing him. Um, so I would push back a little bit because KD is not a complete player like Braun, but Victor is a step forward into a more of a complete version of KD in my yeah. opinion. That's crazy. And so my question for you, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. And then we can kind of conversate this if you want to. Yeah. Do you think that starting with Vic, do you think we will start to see, well, I mean, well, technically the first evolution was Giannis, right? For this modern day, like, center type guard combo kind of kind of thing. Uh-huh. Do you think because of Giannis and now we're getting Vic, who's 7'4", do you believe that in the, that maybe 10 years down the line we're going to have a taller NBA. 100%. I 100% under, understand exactly where you're getting at. Because seven-footers are so much different than they used to be because they're not 
you know, in the post as much, right? They're learning guard skills. Look at Chet Holmgren. Yeah. You know, he's kind of in that mold. And I think we're going to get a lot more of those type of guys. I think guys like Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki are the to blame for this style of play that we're seeing. I mean, there is even a seven foot. 17 like seven foot guy from france that has skill and like really skilled that's not victor Winobanya. that's mm-hmm. like one year below him so like there's a lot of guys that are going to be coming in that can do more than like a chris that they can shock rate from themselves a little bit more and they're going to have more skills so i completely understand where you're coming from and i think that's the will the league will move to that it's going to be like how skilled can you be at how tall you can be and there's going to have some demigods in the league and victor Winobanya is is the first step towards that era. And so is Chet and Evan Mobley. There's there's a lot of guys. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. go on and pick back enough of that, right? <clears throat> I don't know if you remember uh-huh. this or not, right? Remember, I believe it was maybe a couple months back, right? And we were talking, you know, individually, right? On a podcast mm-hmm. about our different takes on the evolution of basketball. Do you quite remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, and I was talking about the evolution of the gar- of the center position. So, do you? Do, uh-huh. My question is: Is that coming sooner than I thought? <laughs> I th- I think extinction of the post is coming for like traditionalist centers. Yeah, I I think I think we're just going to start seeing these guys just slowly become more and more skilled, and it'll just kind of become blurry, like small forward centers type of. Mm-hmm. You know, positionalist basketball that I think the league is moving towards, and it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch these tall guys play like this. Yeah, I can't wait till we yeah. do our, our evolution of basketball series based off this off this year and going forward. Because just to mm-hmm. think what the NBA yeah. will look like, they're just looking forward to the future. Yeah. If we're looking at Vic, mm-hmm. Chet, and Giannis, we're saying maybe Giannis may have maybe a couple more years down the line, so he'll actually see like the fruits of his labor really take the form in <laughs> other players. And it's just gonna be yeah. just crazy because, like, you have players like Scoot Henderson who gets who has an amazing game and gets overshadowed because he's not seven four. So it's like that's what's gonna end up happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of these smaller players are gonna be really, like, literally, like physically, <clears throat> mentally overshadowed because they're not gonna be as tall. Mm-hmm. So it's just they're gonna be overshadowed by these taller guard level players. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I want to put this in quickly. You know, Scoot. Before we transition to the next topic, Scoot Henderson's getting a lot of hype. I'm not buying. I'm not buying. The reason why is they're overrating his athleticism to a certain extent. He's Uh not Russell Westbrook. He's not Derrick Rose. You know what I mean? He shoots 17% from the three-point line last year in the G League, and he's never shown me any type of shot creation for himself in the three-point range or the mid-range. And he's not a great passer, so he's just a good athlete um, that's good at finishing around the rim. He reminds me of John Wall. Now, I don't think John Wall's had a terrible career or a terrible player, but I definitely feel like some people are saying, oh, man, Scoot's, Scoot's close with Vic. I don't know. Is Vic or Scoot? Like, it's nowhere close. Vic is in a different stratosphere than Scoot, and Scoot might underperform, comparatively speaking, to the hype right now. Um, but I hopefully it proves me wrong, and this year he shoots better. But I'm seeing a complete lack of skill at the point guard position where you know everybody's highly skilled. This guy's only 6'2", but he's bulk, bulky like John Wall. Like I feel like... He's John Wall, you know, reincarnated, but 
you know, I just I th- I think Scoot's hype is a little overblown. But I think I th- this every year. Yeah. So for me, yeah. my my pushback on that really quick is that you can't teach height, right? You can't teach heart. You can't teach courage. But you can teach how to, somebody how to shoot. <laughs> Did Marcus Smart ever learn how to shoot? It took him a long time. It, it look, took him look. A minute, though, uh, but... What I'm trying to say is, John Wall never learned how to shot shoot. Like Russell Westbrook only ever got a mid range pull up shot. Like for guys that are completely deficient at shooting the basketball, and when they come to the NBA, there's limitations to how good they can become shooting the basketball because they have so much ground to make up. Like Lonzo Ball, for example, we're never going to see Lonzo Ball shot creating from the three or like becoming this amazing mid range shot creator for himself, but he put a ton of work in and he's going to be a standstill shooter for the three point line for the rest of his career yeah guys can become that but they have to put in a ton of work for it and it's and it's it's pretty rare when somebody doesn't have any of show any skills that makes me think like i'm i'm being very blunt with you chris i've never seen him do a step back i've never seen him do a sidestep i've never seen him do um a crossover pull up. I've never seen him pull up off a dribble that's like really clean and fundamentally sound. Like there's nothing. Like he's very, very far away and unpolished. Has no like very, very lacking skill wise. And that's where I'm kind of standing there because it's just so far away. Twenty five. It's hard to project this, this this season. It's an improvement if it happens. I would much rather him shoot 25% and see him sit, trying to shoot step-back threes. You know what I mean? He's trying to shoot for shot creation, but it's it's just nothing. Nothing. It's just standstill threes. Shooting 17% from standstill shots. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. 25% this year. <laughs> uh, hopefully he does. Yeah. All right. I think we should kick it to the next topic here. Uh, Draymond Green punching the poo out of Jordan Poole. What do you think, Chris? I feel like a lot of times in the day and age that we are in, right, in the social Mm -hmm. media, electronic technology era where everybody has to know everything that goes on anywhere, I feel that that was a blatant disregard and blatant disrespect to the organization and the disregard for the privacy of the organization for that footage to be leaked. And to get out, even True. if TMZ did pay for it, still that yeah. takes that that's that the fact that everybody knows and that it's broadcasted everywhere puts a bigger spotlight and magnifying glass on the Golden State mm-hmm. Warriors for a number of reasons, right? So one, while, how was that situation handled? Not everybody's wondering. Okay, so what's going to happen with Dre? He has to do press conferences now. Has to apologize. You know what I mean? And then we're looking at him now. Like, is he truly? I think we talked about this yesterday. Is he truly sorry? Does he? Do he really feel yeah. bad, or is he just bad that he got caught? That is broadcasted. Yeah. Some of these things mm-hmm. should stay internal. A lot of problems that's happened within an organization we don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Pointing sure. back to, um, you know, just think of it this right now. You know, like a lot of the stories, right, of Mike punching Kerr or maybe how Kobe might have been in practice, those were all internal. That You know what mm. I mean? Those were never truly broadcasted. We found out about those years later. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. something that should have been kept internal within the organization, and we have should have not have yeah. found out about that. That was not something that the public needed to be aware of. 
Yeah, it's it's true that it's like that, you know, and I my take on it is that, you know, it's I think Draymond Green might be losing his touch a little bit with the leadership. I think I think when you punch somebody like that, like when you watch the video, like Jordan Poole might be saying whatever, you know what I mean? But he doesn't Jordan Poole doesn't walk towards Draymond Green ever during that time frame. Draymond Green walks right up to him, right? Jordan Poole pushes because he's, like, right in his breathing space. And then Draymond Green knocks him, just, like, punches him. It was crazy. He went to sleep and night-night. Yeah, it was, a, it, was, <laughs> it was a heck of a punch. Like, he got momentum on it. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. He did no, the, okay. the step celebration <laughs> for real. He went to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Not gonna do any I mean, I funny. <laughs> Yeah. I I think that you know, there's a lot of obvious tension there between contracts and them both being guys that are gonna be paid soon and Jordan Poole's the new guy that's really, really great and more talented than Draymond Green offensively and you know, maybe they're trying to pass the torch a little bit. Jordan Jordan Poole wants to cement himself as a part of the team, is not taking Draymond Green's crap. Like, you know, it's I think Draymond Green really lost trust with the the roster in my opinion especially the younger guys like he he goes out and punches jordan Poole. i wouldn't be surprised if jordan Poole's the representation of the younger guys their um representation of the younger guys theoretically speaking mm-hmm. where you know he him james wiseman jonathan kaminga moses moody like they're probably all a part of one group within the culture they're the young guys they're not really proven jordan pulls the leader of it cuz he's the most proven so when you punch jordan pull okay this is the way i treat you young guy boom i punch you in the face okay how is jonathan kaminga james wiseman moses moody supposed to trust draymond green how are they supposed to know that he's not going to, you know, treat them so much poorly because they're younger guys? Oh my gosh, if they could do that to the guy that's, you know, could be an all-star a few years from now and could lead after Steph Curry retires, he could be the face of the franchise. Like, if he can do that to him, what is he going to do to me? Like, how am I supposed to go to Draymond Green when I'm having issues on defense? Oh my gosh, what is he going to punch me? I don't know if I can really trust him. He'd never treat, look at the way he treated Jordan Poole. Like, I feel like leadership-wise, it was a bad decision. And especially since those young guys have to do so much this year, James Wiseman, James Wiseman is by far the most talented setter on the team. He should be making a push to start. Jordan Poole might get more minutes because Steph Curry's 34. You know, he might play more this year. They're probably going to go a lot of three-guard lineups and have Clay at the three and, you know, Andrew Wiggins at the four and Draymond Green at the five. And Moses Moody's probably going to get some backup minutes at two-guard. And Jonathan Kamingo's going to get a lot of minutes because he's an athletic wing. Like, it's it's a lot of dynamics that Draymond Green's really going to have to figure out how to navigate properly. And I feel like these fake apologies... That I can tell, like, he's not really truly being honest is just not... I feel like he's really missing the mark leadership-wise right now. Yeah, that's the way I feel. So I see your perspective, right? But I do have some pushback, right? So... Okay. We have to... I guess it comes a point, right? 
where I guess we can say, you know, it doesn't really quite matter what was said. You shouldn't have reacted that way, which is true. But there are certain buttons that you push that send people over the edge. Not defending, but just saying that when you... It, when you're about to get in a fight, right? And the guy approaches you, yeah, right? The last thing that you want to do to incite anything is to put your hands on said other person. That's exactly what Jordan Poole did. He played a stupid game. He won a stupid prize. You can't, like, I get I get what you're saying. He was all up in his space. But whatever was being said, whatever that chit-chat was back and forth, I, I saw some articles that had different opinions. I saw some fake ones. I saw something that I think might have been more toward the truth, where it says that, you know, that Jordan Poole was over there talking about calling the Dray... I mean, um, I mean, Draymond had... Uh, I mean, no, Jordan Poole was crying about fouls, and Draymond was like, oh, he's a B-word or whatever, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, not the right thing you should have did there, but you know, we know we all know how intense Draymond is. We've seen it on the court. This is just what we see in practice. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. He probably did this before, but it probably escalated this time because Jordan Poole was like, I don't have to take this anymore. I'm about to make more money than you. I have a, I have a right to say what I want to say now. I'm not just some little guy who's carrying bags around anymore. I hope win a championship. Mm-hmm. So maybe he got too big for his britches and he decided to run off at the mouth again. Okay. Now I'm about to put you back in check. Not saying that it was right, but this could have been the thought process. So Draymond's approaches, last thing he should have done was put his hands on him, especially in such a heated moment, depending on what was said. Because we don't have any audio on that, we just have video. So from True. video, yeah. it looks like, you know what I mean? It's certain things that can be said that can push those buttons, especially when you're so stressed out because it is a contract year, and you're like, okay, I should mm-hmm. be getting paid this year. You know what I mean? This guy's going to get paid this year, and you're all just trying to, you know, it's at the beginning of the season, you, you know, might have some jitters, whatever. You just came off a championship run. You're feeling good, but it everything could implode very quickly. So how mm-hmm. I see it is just that he he played a stupid game and won a stupid prize. I, I mean, like I feel bad. I'm not condoning violence at all, but at that point in time, when the tensions are flaring up like that, and like I said, we all know how much of a hothead Draymond Green is. The last thing you should have done was put your hands on that man. Yeah, it's it's hard to really come to like a. Uh, cement like a solid conclusion without the audio. Yeah, yeah, no. Already ready to kick it to the next topic. Yeah. All right. Next, last thing we're gonna talk about is something. The only thing from preseason that I've seen that I really want to talk about is Zion Williamson looks phenomenal. Zion Williamson, look, I I saw. I don't know how I did, but like I saw a clip of a 2020 All Star game where Zion Williamson's in one of the games, like either Don Conte, not Don Conte, we I remember that either it was the All Star game or it was the Rising, Rising Star or something along those, and he looked chunky. I was like, man, he looks chunky, but he's still playing in the league. Like he's got 27 points per game. He looks completely different, Chris. Like he looks like what he looked like at Duke. Like yeah. it's. You have to understand when you lose weight like that for a guy like Zion, everything is going to have less wear and tear on his legs. He's going to have more stamina. He's going to be faster. His power is still ridiculous. Like all he has to do is be on the floor for 70 games this season and he could get some MVP votes. And what I mean by that is there's usually 10 guys on a list that get MVP votes. Oh, this is third place. We have fifth place. We're just going to, you know, he might get like one or two fifth place votes. Like he could make that ballot. Because, I mean, theoretically speaking, if he averaged 27, 
just like he did a few years ago, 27, 10, and 5. Because he, he really is a good passer. 27, 10, and 5, like, that's a really phenomenal season. Like, this is a guy that could really lead the Pelicans to being a really good team this year. The the vitality and how good Zion Williamson is could really lead to the Pelicans being a dark horse to make it the top four seed in the West. Like, it's it's really interesting. So, I uh, that's what I'm feeling about Zion. What do you think about Zion? Oh, I could agree with that. I saw, like, his his early like interviews after like um you know before right before the preseason he just looked yeah ripped like he was made out of stone mm-hmm. like and then given that okay now this guy has always been like kind of had a bigger build so he slims down gets muscle and he's still athletic still can bounce out the gym like i don't know if you i say all i saw right from preseason was just a small clip of him jumping up with i don't know who it was and just he it, like he was about to dunk on him and then he switches hands and lays it up. And I'm like, how much? How do you have that much time in the air to do that? It is athletic freak. It's just athletic crazy. freak. Crazy. And I'm just like, yes, I, I can, I can see it. Pelicans could be a, t- a top four seed. Yeah, they have all the yeah. pieces. Like we keep forgetting that they have Bi, and he's just getting better. And then they got CJ McCollum mm. last year. Like they were looking good in the play. I mean, you know what I mean. So yeah, I can see them going. I can see them getting that. They got a lot of length far. defensively too. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, yeah. They, they have the uh, I think got Grand Theft Alvarado, Jose Alvarado, Her- Herb Jones, Trey yeah. Murphy. They, they drafted they, Dyson Daniels. They got some good defense over there too. So. Yeah, length, 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 and pop. Yeah, New length. Orleans. Yeah, length <clears> and is and they're gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be definitely a team I can't wait to watch for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you ready to kick it to the next uh, topic? Yes, let's go. All right, so what we're gonna do is now we're gonna list you guys our standings for each conference, and we're gonna talk about teams that stand out to us, and talk about you know things that we think about record wise, and things we think about individual teams. So. In the Easter Conference, our projected standings. So I'll go slow so you guys can listen slowly, just so you can keep a mental image in your head of where each team's listed. First seed, we got Milwaukee Bucks. Second seed, we got the Brooklyn Nets. Third seed, we got the Boston Celtics. Fourth seed, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers. Fifth seed, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixth seed, we got the Miami Heat. Seventh seed, we got the Atlanta Hawks. Eighth seed, we got the Chicago Bulls. Ninth seed, we got the Toronto Raptors. Tenth seed, we got the Washington Wizards. Eleventh seed, we got the Charlotte Hornets. Twelfth seed, we got the New York Knicks. Thirteenth seed, we got the Orlando Magic. Fourteenth seed, we got the Indiana Pacers. And fifteenth seed, we got the Detroit Pistons. Okay, Chris. What are some things and teams that you want to talk about in the West and just in those rankings? And yeah, what do what are you thinking, Chris? Uh, <clears throat> okay, so you so we have Chicago eight. Did you hear about the yes. Alonzo story? Have you have you been up on that? You said yeah. he can't run or jump right now. Yeah, so is that just depending on if he's able to come back or if it's just saying no? Period. period. It's period. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's an no Lonzo. Story. I still think they'll be eight seed. With Lonzo, you think they'll be eight seed? Without, without, I think they'll still be able to uh, eight, okay. make it eight seed. Okay. 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 I was. That's a. That's a question I did have. Um, okay. Okay. Let's start with the Nets. Let's start with the Nets, and then uh, Ooh, let's, fun let's, times. Let's start, let's start with the Nets. Let's start with the Nets. So, okay. I'm. 
I remember we talked about this before, right? When Ben Simmons first got traded, mm-hmm. right? Because this is just preseason, so we don't really know what the team will look like. Yeah. So when he first got traded, we were talking about it. He was like, this is a great pickup for the Nets. You know, you know, like, he gets, yes, it takes the ball out of Kyrie's hand. You know what I mean? Let somebody facilitate. Mm-hmm. And he also plays great defense. Even if he plays, even if, even if he doesn't score a basket, he just plays good defense. They're a good team. Um, but then I'm seeing him in preseason. He's like taking some shots, which is good to see. Finally, finally taking some shots. So I, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I guess I, it's, I'm just gonna put it. It's hard for me to say anything good about Ben Simmons, but he's been <laughs> taking and making shots. He's been taking and making uh-huh. shots, and yeah, I, I say that if he could keep this up in the preseason and maybe average like twenty ten and five, like I'll be okay with that. Like, I I don't even think he'll average twenty. I think it'll be like fourteen ten and five. Fourteen. I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because I've seen what he's okay. been able, to, what he's what he's was able to do in previous years. So like, yeah, not because like if he could do twenty ten and five, and you know what I mean, and play defense at a high level like he was, and his mind is mm-hmm. right, and he's not sitting out games. Then I mean, I can see them, I can see them making the second seed. I can see them going pretty far actually, and giving yeah. and possibly giving the Bucks a run for their money. Yes. Yeah. They just have too much scoring, way too much scoring yeah. on that team, and we all mm-hmm. know from past—I mean, from the from last year—that Katie's not a passer. He's not a thinker. He's a scorer. No. Kyrie's not a passer. He's not a facilitator. He's a scorer. So you take the ball out of their mm-hmm. hands and make it and make make it checkers for them and chess for Ben, and then it, you that's a win-win situation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I. I would be extremely high on the Nets if Steve Nash wasn't their gosh darn coach. <laughs> I would be saying, I'm not kidding, Chris. I would go 66-68 wins. Okay? That's how high I would be on them. Because most people don't know they have one of the Morris twins there now. So they got forward and three-point shooting depth behind KD and, you know, Claxton has slowly been coming along to be able to be a starting center in the NBA. I feel like this is the first year where he'll take that step and he'll be their starting center. So he's a much more athletic center. And, you know, Ben Simmons fills so many holes because he's a 6'10 player that is a defensive player of the year level guy. He's ridiculously gifted defensively. He's going to be a great passer. He's going to play downhill. He's going to attack the basket. And with you put him, KD, and Claxton together, and Morse together, that's a lot of height and length. You just suddenly got tall and deep at the wing position defensively so i feel like they match up extremely well with a lot of good teams if they're healthy you know a few questions i have is you know another guy who's 34 i'm not gonna give away who's the other person that's 34 as well that i'm kind of worried about but kevin durant's 34 like we don't know how much longer kevin durant's gonna be able to be kevin durant but um if if Steve Nash wasn't the gosh darn coach and, you know, I didn't have to deal with the stupidness of Steve Nash, this would be a slam dunk for me for NBA championship because of how well these these three guys fit together. Um yeah, it's 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 uh, gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Primetime TV, the drama, the injuries, the you know, the debates, the fighting internally, like it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And about the Kevin Durant, just real quick. You said that she, you know he's thirty four. You don't know how long he'll be able to be Kevin Durant. I think the style of basketball he plays um, will um, aid in his longevity in the league because um, he's not. Oh really, yeah, definitely. He's not really banging bodies on a daily basis like LeBron and just Iron mm-hmm. Man in and out. You know, like it's 
it's gonna be very rare. Like the worst thing that could happen, knock on wood, is that he goes for a jump shot and somebody zazas petroleum, and then that's pretty yeah. much it. Like other than that, he's not really going downhill too much. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think KD, whenever he does start aging, we do see athletic decreases. I think he's gonna look more like Dirk, like a mobile yeah. Dirk, where he's just gonna be like, "I'm gonna fade away on you and hit this one step, one step, step back, and we're just gonna be taller than you." And he'll he'll age gracefully. I definitely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Is there a team you want to talk about next, or do you want me to go to a team that I want to talk about? I chose last time, so hand it off to you, my friend. All right. They're the first team I want to talk about. There's a lot of teams I want to talk about in the East, but the first one is the Boston Celtics. Okay. Mm, interesting. The Boston Celtics would have been my number one ranked team because Easily. they added Malcolm Brogdon. They added, they still have Marcus Smart. They now have a lot more decision makers. They're gifted defensively. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are special. But where I draw the line here is you guys are about to realize how much an elite coach can make an impact on a basketball team. Mm-hmm. You think they're not going to miss Ime Odoka? Look, there's a reason why the Celtics looked completely different last year than any time previous was because Ime Odoka was a Greg Popovich disciple. He, they believe in passing Team defense and high basketball IQ plays and players. Okay. And he brought that system to Boston and it looks completely different with Emei than it did before. They installed that system and they completely negated their what their weaknesses used to be. Look, I don't know who the assistant coaches are taking over right now, but there's going to be a gap. Okay, there's going to be a difference. You can't replace a mind like Ime Odoka with some random guy on the bench, whoever is their assistant head coach. And, you know, even though they have all the talent to win a championship and to be in the NBA Finals and to be the number one seed, and I would have them there, no Ime I, you, you guys are going to see how much a guy like that can impact the team and how much losing him is going to impact the team as well. But don't come out here and blame Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and those guys when things start not going as well as people may think they're going to be. I still have them as a three seed, but you know, don't. It's it's the fact that they are not going to have as good of a coach, okay? And Ime Doka, when you lose a top five guy like that, Ime was a top five guy last year. We lose a guy like that. There's a huge impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what do you think about the Boston Celtics? I think you hit the nail on the head. I think I mentioned it last time we talked. Um, was that it's going to be a definite. I would say maybe a learning curve because, you know, mm-hmm. trying to fit into a new system because you have a brand new coach brand. You have to, you know, is either he's going to establish the identity as the same as last year because he's the assistant coach and he's going to be like, I'm just going to stay, leave everything the same or he's going to try mm-hmm. to change things. Who knows? Um, and I mean, he may just he made a world of difference. Um, yeah. Outside of whatever he might have been doing, you know, that doesn't matter. We're talking basketball here. Um it's, I mean, you you saw a different Boston Celtics team once he took over and truly grabbed the reins yes. of that team. That mm-hmm. the team we never seen. Like Brad Stevens knew what he was doing when he put him in that position, and we all was like, "Are you sure?" <sighs> then, then he took off. It's just crazy. It, who would have thought that the Boston Celtics would look as good as they did last year? I mean, it was a that home was, run. 
it was definitely a home run year for them. And I, yeah. I feel bad for the fans of Boston inside and out of outside, outside the city is that, uh-huh. you know, you, you lost a gym there and who knows what your team will look like this year. I yeah. mean, I, I appreciate you giving them the benefit that I was the third seed just strictly off talent, but we don't know what, he, what he'll be like coaching. Like a mm-hmm. lot of games are won through the coaching battle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When you have two great head coaches, that's when you see great basketball played. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. certain strategies that are implemented that allow the game to flow a certain way. You know what I mean? You might see more fouls, less fouls, more shots. Let You know, mm. you, you notice these things on the court. You know what I mean? You, you can pick yeah. them out. And we just don't know what... I mean, I, I don't want to... I'm not going to write them off, right? Because yeah. we didn't write email off, right? But I'm True. just going to say, like, I, it's going to be interesting to see, knowing that these guys have completely bought into one system and may have to buy into another just mm-hmm. within a couple months from each yeah. other. Yeah. It's it's going to complete this team is going to completely depend on how good that assistant coach is. Cuz yeah. this team can be an NBA championship level it's an NBA championship level roster. You know what I mean? And if that coach is good enough to be at least average, then we'll be seeing them in the same spot and they'll prove me wrong. But until I see them in, you know, in game and coach getting coached, you know, this is where we're going to have them. Yeah. There's a lot of doubt there. Don't become the Phoenix Suns. Don't pop up in the in the NBA Finals one year and then get <laughs> knocked out the next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you tell him, Chris. <laughs> Don't be Phoenix. <laughs> All right, uh, which team you want to talk about next? Uh, let's see. I think a team that we should talk about, being that we're both from the same place, is Cleveland yeah, Cavaliers. So, yeah. yep. Cleveland, 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 Cleveland. I'm still in shock that we were able to land such a player. <laughs> so, like, every yeah. time you ask me about this, and every time I think about it, my mind just goes <laughs> blank. So but, happy. <laughs> so happy. It's like that happy song my friend just plays in yeah, my head consistently. Yeah. Pharrell, uh, Will Fer- Pharrell Williams. If I'm Pharrell so Williams. happy. <laughs> that's, that's basically what yeah. it goes in my head. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to be positive. So. <clears throat> I think that that's a good place for them. I think four. I think they could be a little bit better than four. I think that they have they finally have put the pieces together to make a <laughs> playoff run. Um, yeah. It just all depends on matchups. And what I mean matchups is that I believe that Cleveland. Once we get really see how this season starts going, and they're in the like how how their schedule ends up, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. We'll notice the you know how they match up against certain teams. So I'm really excited to yeah. see that because especially the teams in the East because. If it's, the problem with the East, the biggest problem is that there's a Giannis Antetokounmpo in that East. And yeah. you have to figure out how to defend Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. So I feel that Cleveland is finally... Has, I mean, I think that they've figured out maybe possibly, right, a build that can that can possibly, <laughs> possibly um, rival the Bucks. I, it, meaning mm-hmm. that they just have enough players that they can throw enough bodies, like True. long, lengthy bodies, they could throw at him. You know what I mean? To I mean, mm-hmm. he's not saying he's not going to drop like 25, 10, and yeah, it's, it's five or like t- 25, 5, and 5. But that's a good night if you stop him yeah. from scoring 30 plus points because he's just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So I feel that once we, I, th- I feel like it just depends on matchups. When it goes, when it comes down to it, getting used to each other. And it just depends on matchups. Injuries also yeah. will play a factor in this as well. True. Hey, yeah. Because it's, it's, it could be one of those seasons where, like, 
knock on wood, you could have, like, your best players always hurt, and then you're just like, dang, like, we had it this time. You know what I mean? Now mm-hmm. we have to wait till next year. Um, so it's, like, it's good to see, but it's also, like, I'm kind of cautious with it as well because we've seen teams like this, they build, build phenomenally, right? And then they automatically, yeah. like, the year they're, like, we're finally making a push for the finals, everything goes wrong. And I'm just, like, yeah. I'm not saying that it will, knock on wood, because I have a wood desk. It's just saying that I'm, I'm kind of, I'm very cautious with this. Like I uh-huh. want to be hype about it, but I'm just cautious. Uh-huh. I'm gonna stand back and just watch how the matchups play out and just hope for the yeah. best. Yeah, yeah, I I completely understand where you're coming from. I think Evan Mobley's the X factor in how good they're gonna be because if Evan Mobley's dropping 17 next year, this this team is going to be the four seed, right? Like, this team's going to be really good. If Evan Mobley could push those upper teens and points per game, like, I think he can. Um, he develops like I think he can, and though he gets better, then I feel like as he gets better, this team is going to become even better every single year. And uh, as long as Karis LeVert can be used well, and they put all these guys in together, and they get all their minutes, and the dynamics of being a team and, you know, adjusting to Donovan Mitchell as a superstar. It's, it's going to happen. I really think that this team is really solid. I think they're the two big guys in the center position is going to give issues to the Bucks. It's going to give issues to the 76ers. It's going to give issues to the Celtics. It's going to give issues to the Miami Heat because all of them like to attack the basket. Like, they're, they they really have a unique formula with those two bigs, and I really am, am excited to watch this team play, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to kick it to my next team that I want to talk about. Oh, there's so many good ones. So many good ones still on the board. I'm 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 going to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. I figured. The Philadelphia the Philadelphia 76ers are a team that could be anywhere from the 2 seed or the 7 seed depending on how two players play. And neither one of them is Joel and B cuz we already know what to expect from him. But the guys I, I want to see is, look, if James Harden is going to be the same as last year where it's 20 and 10, and Tyrese Maxey is still a 20-point-per-game guy, then I think they're probably going to be the 6th, 5th, 4th best team in the East. Around that range, they're not going to push the top three because the top three in the, the East is stacked. Now, if we can see James Harden drop 25 and 10, and to maybe Tyrese Maxey stays at the same spot, then they'll be pushing the 4 and 3 seed. But if Tyrese Maxey can develop and grow. We see James Harden come back a little bit. Maybe it was an injury last year, and he you know, might come back a little bit more aggressively. They both average 25-ish points per game. The same is exactly that, 24, 23, somewhere around those range. This team could be the second-best team in the East. It's all dependent on those two because they don't have a lot of great depth. They don't have a lot of great defenders that can be, you know, stand on the floor and sh- space to shoot threes. You know what I mean? They have flaws, but the stars carry. It's going to be completely developed to completely subjective. And I feel like no team in the East could move up higher and move lower based on, you know, two players. So that's what I'm thinking about the 76. What do you think about them? Okay, I understand where you're coming from with that. I, I do believe that Joel Embiid, we kind of already know where he's going to be at. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I think we talked about this already. James Harden is really, I mean, James, sorry, James Harden and Tyrese Maxey, that combo is really going to be the X factor going forward. I, I can see mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like, if they're the same yeah. last year, then they won't be as good because they, they, they wouldn't be able to push for the high powered, you know, top three of the East. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. James Harden can even show us like a sliver of what he used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Then we could we could see them pushing for you know to maybe top yeah. four. But mm-hmm. if I mean I don't know if we'll even see that, right? And here's yeah. why I'm saying this is because I don't know if how much you time you spent on social media or not. But there was a clip of Doc talking to James Harden, right? Did you see that clip by chance? Maybe I I can think of one off the top of my head. Let me hear what you got to say first. So he was talking to James, and like he was like, basically, he was saying more like you know, he was, it's essentially like I don't I'm not gonna quote don't quote me on this right, but this is what I got from it that James Harden is gonna be essentially the facilitator right. He's gonna facilitate and get everybody else going, and then you know. Then let every then let the game come naturally to him and Joel Embiid once everybody mm-hmm. else is going. So if that's yeah. the case, then I feel like he's going to be more passing and facilitating and trying and trying to read the defense and taking his own shots. As you yeah. know, it's going to be it's, so. I think that we won't see forty. We're not going to see sixty. That those times are over. I think mm-hmm. as best we can uh, we can expect for this season is like twenty ten and ten, if anything. Yeah, I guess I can see where you're coming from. It depends on how much he, you know, gets his shots up or not. You know what I mean? But it's then interesting. On, exactly. But then in the other case is that even if James Harden remains the same and or takes a step back and just strictly focuses on passing the ball more, right? And just takes a couple shots here and there and let the game come naturally. They still have Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Who has a high upside. Now, mm-hmm. True. I'm going to say if we can see, if we see 20 from James Harden, 20, 10, and 10, right? Best, that, and, that's, and that's the best case scenario, right? 20, 10, and 10. Mm-hmm. If we can see 25, 6, and 7 from like Tyrese Maxey, where he might have like a 30 point game here and there, yeah. I would. I would bet on that team to push for the fourth seed more mm. than I would if they were exactly the same player. Yeah, true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's an interesting team. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch to see how well everybody's moving together. And uh, yeah, all right. I think you have next pick. Hey, uh, I'm going to choose your favorite team. Let's go with Atlanta Hawks. Oh, okay. Let's go with Atlanta. Okay. Um, so Atlanta made a move, right? This offseason and got DeJounte. DeJounte Murray. Yeah. Now, I think that it's not a great move, but it is an underrated move because I think that it gives them more guard play um, Mm -hmm. that they that they that they desperately need. Not saying that Trey can't pass the ball because he does pass the ball. Great. He takes a lot of those long shots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that the height that DeJounte Murray brings to that position and being able to facilitate will work wonders because Trey is undersized. We all know this. He's a short he's a, he's a short guy. He's a short guy on the court, you know what I mean, with the biggest heart and talks the most crap. But yeah. um, Swag I think is. that I, <laughs> Yeah, I, I straight yeah. again. I think that uh, he has um, 
that this team could. I'm sorry, where did you have them? Atlanta Hawks are seventh. Right. Seventh. I think that might be a good place for them, but I think that depending on how the East rolls out, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I have to look at their roster again. Because if they still have that weakness, then I'll leave them there. But if they fixed it somehow, then I, I can move them up. Because I think that they have enough firepower to be that high-powered Atlanta team we've seen a couple years ago. Um, mm. I think that adding DeJounte Murray was a good pickup. You know, give us some defense, give us some, you know, a little bit more guard play. And mm. we just have to, I just wonder how John Collins is going to look. You know, because he, he had like 25 last year, right? He had a couple 25-point games, like... Is, is there going to be anything different? Have you worked on anything? Or will we see mm-hmm. more of the same where it's just, I'm athletic and that's it? Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like the same issue I have from them from last year is the same issue with the question mark I have for them is defense. Like They could score with anybody, okay? But they can't yeah. defend anybody last year. So, you know, DeAndre Hunter is the best defender on their team. You know, how healthy is Clint Capella? Is Onyeka Ongaku ready to push for the center position? How much better is John Collins going to be at the defense? Because he does have defensive pen- potential with his athletic gifts. Um, I feel like DeJounte Murray is a pretty solid defender so it might be a little bit of an upgrade but they still got like Bogdanovich and guys off the bench that really aren't good defenders like it's it's gonna be interesting to see how good they can be defensively and then I feel like that's gonna determine how they can be as a team Um, I feel like they're missing a few things they just need to upgrade their roster a little bit but it's okay this is a seventh they've earned their seventh seed in my opinion yeah all right, I'm gonna kick it to my next team on my uh, l- list that I want to talk about. My third team, and it's the Miami Heat. They're the sixth ranked team in the East in our rankings. I'm gonna have to tell you guys why because they've been a staple of being a highly ranked good team for a very, very long time. Jason, why? Well, they unless Jay Crowder gets traded to them because he hasn't gotten traded yet, he might go to Miami and this might fix my worry. They have had the formula since Jimmy Butler has been in Miami of having a wing next to Jimmy that can play defense. They had Jay Crowder for a while. They had one of the Morris twins for a while. They just had P.J. Tucker. That has been the winning formula since Jimmy's been there. And it's important that I explain this to you guys because you might be thinking, why would Jimmy need another wing defender? He's a phenomenal defender. Well, he needs another wing defender because he's the main guy on offense and he needs to have the energy to attack offensively. He might play great defense in spurts, but he's not going to... He If he's forced to guard guys like... KD and guard uh, Jason Tatum one-on-one all night, he's not going to be able to produce the way he used to be scoring-wise. So they kind of lost the key to their formula from that sense. And Kyla Lowry looked really, really old last year. And they really haven't found a replacement for him. They haven't. They didn't draft anybody that's a backup point guard. I don't really see them filling that hole. So, you know, and on top of that, how much is, is Tyler Hero still your sixth man? Like, if Tyler, if you're not going all in on scoring points, then what? You're not going to be that good next year, comparatively speaking, to what you've been. 
And, you know, they did draft some guys like uh, Nikola Jovic that I really love. But he's going to be a kind of a... The Heat really don't start guys off like that. They usually bring them off the bench. They slowly develop them and stuff like that. That's the way they work in his organization. So I'm extremely worried about this team because they just don't have the things that used to make them work. And, you know, no wing guy over there. I, I don't know who's going to be the one defending all those guys one-on-one, and that's why I'm not as high on the Heat this year. This is the first time since we've been doing this podcast that I've ever seen a Heat team that have been like, your roster does not fit your culture. Mm -hmm. I can can see that. I can see exactly where you're coming from. Actually, I completely understand and agree with where you're coming from because I think Jay Crowder was on that team that made the push in the bubble. Yes. I just don't like that for once the Heat just didn't change, add anything since last year. Like, I think that Mm -hmm. Spolstra is a smart enough coach. The Heat organization has been proven enough to understand Mm -hmm. that they understand the, you know, basketball and the system that they run. So, I mean, they will see the glaring thing that, okay, Kyle Lowry is not what we thought he was going to be. You know what I mean? We need to make a push to replace mm-hmm. and or give him a back a solid backup. I mean, you, you don't have Goran Dragic anymore, been gone. Yeah. None has been gone. So you don't have anything yeah. to lean on anymore. You know, you have no. Kyle Lowry. So, I mean, maybe if you want to say like, okay, Vic might come in every once in a while, but he's the show of his former show guard. every once in a while. Yeah. So it's like, you can't really depend on anybody. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this was a bad off season for them and it's going to translate into yeah. the regular season. And then th- maybe they'll wake up in the middle of the season and go, wait a second. We don't have any guards. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> wait a second. We have, we don't have any wings that can defend. Yeah. Oh, wait a sec. You know what I mean? But then by that time it will be too late. And I, I, mm-hmm. I just don't want it to be too late for them. Cause they, they have, they have been a pretty decently run organization. And like I said, yes. they, they've shown that they understand the game and their system and the mm-hmm. system in which they, they, they perpetuate with their players. So I yeah. feel like, I don't understand what's missing right now. Like, what, yeah. what, not what the team is missing, but what the front office doesn't understand right now. Uh-huh. Like, why haven't yeah. you made? The, why haven't you made any moves? Yeah, they completely yeah. just didn't do anything. It was like, oh, we're definitely getting Donovan Mitchell, but didn't make any moves. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I completely agree with you, Chris. I feel like this is one of the rare times that the Miami Heat offense front front office made a mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, everybody's human. This team, this has been one of the greatest run organizations since me Pat Riley took it over. So yeah. you know, it's 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 really it's really interesting. <clears throat> All right, so you're next. Let's see, East. I got. We still have Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls, Raptors, Wizards, Hornets, Knicks, Magic, Pacers, Pistons. I'm gonna go with the Magic, right? Ooh, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Oh, I was gonna talk about them real quick. Okay, good, 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 good. You know, you're true basketball addicts when you really like the Orlando Magic and want to talk about them. I'm just gonna say that now. So you know what I like the Orlando Magic. I like the Orlando Magic because of Bull Bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't even coming up with my topic point, but okay, let's hear it. Yeah. Um. Wait. wait yeah. Because he was he with the Pistons. I'm sorry. Is he with the Pistons or the Magic? Did I he get traded to the Magic? I think he's the Magic. I think he's with the Magic. I think he's right the Magic. He's, he's been moving around so much. I last time I checked, he's with the Magic. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah, I like the Paolo Bancaro. 
I like Jalen Suggs, even though he got hurt. Hopefully, he comes back soon. Um, I like what they had, the young core they have over there. It's really exciting. Yes. I'm really excited to finally see Bull Boy touch the floor because he's with a younger team, so he's going to get more mm-hmm. minutes. Um, and I, I loved him in college, so I was like, oh yeah, like let's see. Yeah, I just I just love that young team. Really, when mm-hmm. I look over there, I'm like, heck, like they can be something in a couple of years. Finally, yeah. the Orlando Magic will be returning to semi glory. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure they're gonna look like they're gonna look like 2010 um, uh, Magic right off the back, but yeah. they're they're gonna get their close. They're gonna be close. They they have a lot of young talent with a lot of high mm-hmm. upside, and they're and it, they're gonna be something. They're gonna be something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this team up, Chris, because I really wanted to talk about them too. And uh, I feel like two years from now, they could be looking for playoff spots. Um, what I really love about this team is mm, position by position, I love Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba has slowly, under the radar, developed into a really solid young center. He's The three-point shot's coming along. He's a really good shot blocker at the rim. He's athletic. He's a lanky. He's really growing into what he was drafted for. Um, yeah. Paulo Bencaro, six foot ten, really long, lanky forward. They got Franz Wagner, who's six foot nine, a really good passer, point forward type that can really shoot the three as well. Highly skilled. They have Jonathan Isaac as well. They have a really good three forward rotation with Jonathan Isaac, who's a six foot eleven defensive freak. Um, I Jonathan who's, Isaac was still hurt. No, he's coming back this year. He's coming back this year. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, he had he was COVID last year. He had the three reasons he didn't play. But Jonathan Isaac's really long, lanky, good defensor, defensive guy. So they got a lot of height at the forward position as a team. Um Jalen Suggs fits on this team because he's the connective passer. May not be like as great of a scorer, but he's going to pass and rebound well and be high basketball IQ. And Cole Anthony's the scoring guard from those two. And um, I really love their head coach. I talked about it last season as well. I really feel like this team is going to be a fun NBA league pass watch. And I'm excited to see this team grow, man. They have a lot of good things that are going to make them a good team moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree. I forgot about Mobamba for a second, but yeah, I totally agree with that. They have a lot of height, a lot, yes. a lot of height. Yeah, that's, that's good for the East. That's good for yeah. the East. They can, they can contend with some of those long, lanky teams. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be, fun, be to watch. fun to watch. I might, I might just add them on Link Pass as my favorite team and just watch all <laughs> of their games just to see. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. 
Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I can't really think of any other team that's not in the playoffs that I want to talk about, so I'll talk about the Bucks. That'll be my last team, and then we'll move to the West. Unless you okay. want to talk about anybody else. I might talk about another team for like 30 seconds. But the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, for me, you're about to see a really phenomenal version of Giannis. This is going to be, you know, they're really good in the regular season. They are going to have still Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Um, Jordan Nuara is somebody off the bench that how much he develops is going to determine how well I good a view this team because he's a shot creator off the bench. And they don't have anybody that can do anything with the ball in their hands that's not named Giannis, Drew Holiday, and you know, uh, Chris Middleton other than shoot a three and, oh my gosh, the guy's closed out too far. I'm going to go get a layup, right? Like it's, it's, it's really simple offense. And Giannis is just so great that this team is going to be really good. This is one of those teams that will do really well in the regular season. But when those, if the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics are held healthy, I don't think they'll go as far as people think in the playoffs because, you know, it, these top tier teams with those top tier talent are going to give this team issues. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think we're about to see Giannis greatness, and you know, this is this is Giannis greatness, Giannis greatness, Giannis greatness, and Giannis greatness. That's what we're about to see. So, what do you think, Chris? I can see that. I, I, it's okay. So the way the Bucks are set up, right? It's always been. Giannis, right? It's always been okay. Depending on how Giannis plays, determines if we win games or not. And I think this is what we're gonna see more of. And I think that the way that Giannis has been growing and developing, especially mm-hmm. over the le- the, the summer when you, he was in Europe, and we were seeing yes. you know take certain FIBA. shots and mm-hmm. take certain shots and try different things out. I think as long as that translates over, which I'm 100 percent sure it will, they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Yes, and you look at all; they still have the same, you know, core kind of. Giannis does have Bobby Portis. Still have those long guys who can shoot. So it's just, it's just gonna be more of the same. I can see them taking mm-hmm. the first seed. I don't want to say that they're the Houston Rockets because I hope not. Because I, I, I believe that there is a playoff Giannis uh-huh. <laughs> that exists. So oh I'm not gosh. gonna say that they're that they're the Houston Rockets, but um, yeah, I, I do see where you're coming from. I, I do say that depending on the matchup. It de- no. Yes. It depends on the matchup and how well that matchup plays together. Meaning mm. the Brooklyn Nets, right? If if they somehow are not clicking, which I I, I, I like could happen. Have, I'm, I'm like fifty fifty on that, right? Yeah, could happen. It, it, if they're not clicking, then they could they could run through the Nets. Yeah, you know. But if the Nets are clicking, then they can take it seven, and then it'll mm-hmm. be a deciding game. So it just kind of just depends on their matchups and how well they're gelling. Because if, mm-hmm. if we're doing one and two, I mean, they might not see the Nets until later on, depending on where they fall, actually. But mm-hmm. if, when it, it just depends on how they play against the Nets during yeah, the season. I agree. I completely agree, Chris. It's it's really going to be dependent on that. It's really going to be dependent on, you know, the Nets, the Boston Celtics have a head coaching issue. The Nets have chemistry and head coaching issue. And the Philadelphia 76ers have James Harden and Tyrese Maxey question marks. But if those guys, those teams are at their best, they will all beat the the 
the Bucks. They could they could all beat them. You know what I mean? They could all mm-hmm. beat them by a lot. They could all beat them by a margin just because of team talent. And you know, it's it depends on the question marks and what they are and how they get answered. So that's yeah. the East is talented, but a lot of question marks. That's the way I feel like I would describe the East in five seconds. Yeah, talented, but a lot of question marks for sure. Yeah, and I'm just gonna spend like 20 seconds talking about one thing. If you like to watch League Pass, I'm telling you right now, Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivy are gonna be electric to watch playing together. Just gonna say that. I'm not gonna go overly in depth, but the Detroit Pistons will at least have two people that you can watch and have fun watching. All right, so we're gonna team too. Yeah, are you ready to transition to the next to the West? Yeah, let's hit the West. All right. Same structure as the East. We're going to go slow so you guys can hear every team and every stand on the standings. So number one in the team in the West for us is the Golden State Warriors. Number two is the Los Angeles Clippers. Number three is the Memphis Grizzlies. Number four is the Phoenix Suns. Number five is the Denver Nuggets. Number six is the Dallas Mavericks. Number seven is the New Orleans Pelicans. Number eight is the Lakers. Number nine is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number 10 is the Portland Trailblazers. Number 11 is the Sacramento Kings. Number 12 is the Houston Rockets. Number 13 is the Utah Jazz. Number 14 is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And number 15 is the San Antonio Spurs. All right, Chris, you you can choose the first team you want to talk about. I think it's best that we get this out of the way now. Let's talk about the Lakers. Okay. Dun dun uh, dun. <laughs> okay. So Lakers, right? They made a mm-hmm. lot of like moves that a lot of people were like, why? And then they made a couple where I was like, hmm, okay. Like Pat Bev move, I was like, hmm, okay. He's good. You know, and, you know, and then like the whole time they're just like, Russ is leaving. Russ is leaving. And then here comes preseason and Russ is still here. Not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm just like, maybe they don't work out. So I understand why we have them. Eight, I do. But I just want to believe. I want to believe that we'll see a different level of Anthony Davis. And I think that's what we're where we're at right now, right? I think that if okay, so LeBron's like thirty seven, right? He's probably yeah. more than likely breaking the record this year. Hey! <laughs> He's going to break the record this year. Yes, sir. Number one in points, right? AD takes over, right, as the number one option of that team. If he can stay healthy, right, and play maybe 50, 60 games, right? <laughs> Keep it reasonable. <laughs> 50, 60 games, right? Just being reasonable. If he can it's play 50, Davis, games you're right. <laughs> and play those games at a high level. Yeah. And be consistent in those games. Uh-huh. I can see them being like a six. Moving up. I, I can yeah. see them moving up. And that's mm-hmm, all I'm like. I just I wanna believe. I wanna believe, yeah. but they make it really hard to believe. Uh-huh. I mean like in his preseason game, I don't want to be like, oh yes, yeah, the preseason, we finally got a healthy A D. But like he looked great. It's just like <sighs> But you already got back problems already. It's just a preseason. <laughs> just, He's got ice on everything. <laughs> the yeah, preseason game one. That, that, oh that, my goodness. That, 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 that scares me a little bit. Yeah. I think that 
if the Lakers knock on wood, right? If the Lakers never win again and they only win in they only the only championship they get out of this new decade was in the bubble, then they'll be one of the greatest failure to launch teams because they have extreme talent right now. With I mean just yeah. 80s a top 5 player. That's it. I mean like when he when, top 10 when right now. Play, I mean, it's top ten right now, but he's supposed to be heralded as a top five player. True, they'll be one. Of the, I, you can say top five a, talent. Yeah, he's top five talent, but he's a top ten mm-hmm. player. He's. <clears throat> they will be a like a great example of a failure to launch team, considering that you have LeBron. He's aging gracefully right now, but he yeah. doesn't have Oof. a good number two right now. And then, yeah. and then you have. I mean, like. You have Russ shooting a lot of games. But I, it just all depends, like, because I saw some things online, and, you know, you shouldn't believe everything you see online. You know, that's what Abraham Lincoln said, if you catch the joke. Um, I did not catch the one. Flew completely over my head. Never heard of that one before. I said, Abraham Lincoln <laughs> Abraham Lincoln said, don't believe everything you read online. But the internet wasn't around back then. Exactly. Oh! Okay. I read that online. Okay, that's funny. Okay, I got it now. Got it now. I read that online. So like I saw a video online and it was just like, oh, he was taking shots and he won a game of of force with AD and LeBron. And I'm just like, I can't I'm not gonna get excited about that. Make some shots in the game, make some Mm -hmm. good decisions in the game, show us why we would thought that you were a great addition to me, why you were great on OKC. Like break like I know the game's gonna change a little bit because you you're not gonna be as ball dominant as you would like to. Your usage is gonna go down. But if the coach can figure out how to incorporate Russ, I feel like the team could be good. But it just depends on AD at this point because, I mean, like, every year it's championship or bust, pretty much. Mm. Like, that's the level of team that you have. It's championship or bust. So I just I think it just depends on how the coach can incorporate Russ and if AD is going to step up or step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from in this, where it's a terribly built team. Uh, Rob Kapalinka just got like an extension through to 2025 or something like that. That was 26. Um, 2026, you're right. And, you know, this guy is a terrible GM. Uh, AD, AD, I question his work ethic. I can't trust him. Everything goes going down statistically for him. Three-point percentage, efficiency, the way he looks on the floor. He said he didn't touch a basketball for like a month or whatever it was. That was came out a while back, and this team is terribly built. I mean, Thomas Bryant, Patrick Beverly, Wayne Ellington, Lonnie Walker, Kendrick Nunn, Mello, Bazemore, Bradley, Dwight Howard. Like this team, this, this team is just terribly built. And Russell Westbrook, if you don't trade him, this team is not going to go anywhere. You know, he just doesn't fit with LeBron James. He takes it up so much. Con- uh, cap space that I just, you know, it's sad to see LeBron age this way on a team that's not utilizing him correctly, and uh, hopefully he can get out of it next year. You know what I mean? 38, go somewhere. Go somewhere and ring chase for a little bit, or play with your son. I don't know. I don't think Bronny's that old yet, but he's getting closer. That's what I think about the Lakers. What? Actually, no. You know, it's a rule change. They you can they can come out of high school now again. Hmm. Really? I, yeah, I recently saw that there was a rule change and come out of high school now. You can declare in high school, I think now. 
if I read that right. I think I did see that somewhere. Then again, Abraham Lincoln. It doesn't look like it. they did that. And no, I don't think they changed the rules. I could have sworn I read something like that. Mm. What was a rule change? There was a rule change for sure about that, about eligibility for the draft. I, I do not know, but it doesn't look like that's that's what, that's not what it is right now. Yeah, maybe it's in a couple. Maybe it's, it's down the line then. Maybe it is. Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you ready to go to the next team in the West? I'm going to talk about. Yeah. The next team I want to talk about is the second-rated team on our rankings. Somebody I'm high on, right across the street, the Clippers. Yep, mm. the L.A. Clippers, man. Let me let me read off this roster real quick for you. Zubak, Marcus Morris, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Covington, Robert Covington, Luke Kennard, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, Nicholas Batum, Rodney Howard, Reggie Jackson... Amari Coffey, Moses Brown, and Brandon Boston. You know what I just heard? That is an extreme... This is one of, in the past 25 years, top 10 best benches I've ever seen. Okay. Did you see John Wall? Yeah, John Wall's on the team as well. Yeah. Oh, I, thought, I didn't hear you say John Wall. So I was like, Did you yeah, John Wall as well. I mean, they, oh. think about their bench, okay? John Wall's going to start. Reggie Jackson's on the bench. They got Norman Powell, who's not going to start. He's going to be on the bench. They got Covington, who's not going to start. He's going to be on the bench. They got Marcus Morris, who might start. It's going to be either him or Luke Kennard or Terrence Mann or Nicholas Batoon. You got all these guys. Like The only thing is the center position is very below average. But everything else, this is like a historically great D bench that they got going here and John Wall is going to be the passer that they've needed for a very very long time and now you're going to talk about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and this team's going to be great defensively I really think that this team is NBA championship level team right now and they're going to be fun to watch it's going to be fun to see Kawhi Leonard in the NBA again and I'm extremely excited to see the Clippers play and I want to hear what you Chris what do you think about the uh, Clippers So yeah, Chris, I'm really, really high on the Clippers, and I want to hear what you have to think, what you think about them heading into next season. I think the biggest thing is that Kawhi's back, right? He, yeah. he didn't play, you know, last year. Um, well, he played a little bit. Um, no, no, he didn't play at all because he got hurt the, the year prior. So he didn't play at all last year, um, and they didn't really do what they, that we thought they would do, you know, as far as, like, mm-hmm. going deep to the playoffs because they were missing Kawhi. Um, but Kawhi's pitchers now, and, like, I mean, like, he was rehabilitating. His his legs look humongous. I mean, like, this guy just looks built. In, like, like, he put on a lot of, like, extra muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be more problems. I can see them going deep into the playoffs. I, I can definitely see that happen. I think that they – that, you know, depending on how this year goes – um regular season into the playoffs 
if they could solidify themselves as the better team in LA, um, because they, they just have too much. They they have a really, really, really deep team that they can, mm. they they can switch it up and however they want to bench and you know and start and still be able to like you know play against like teams like the Warriors who also have a really deep squad who they can go deep like one yeah. to twelve mm-hmm. and that that's what it really takes in the West. And the difference between the East and the West is that you know. In the West, it used to be okay. We need to stop Curry, but now it's like, who has a deeper team? Like, who can like shell out all these different, you know, mm. lineups and stuff like that to counteract what the Warriors have because they just have so many different things they can throw at you. And in the East, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we just have to worry about LeBron, but now it's like Giannis is our big problem. So we have to figure out how we can, you know, increase our length in order to be able to have to throw bodies at Giannis so that we can slow him down just a little bit. And then it's mm-hmm. st- still be able to, um, you know, score at a high clip. Yeah. So I think that they they have the perfectly built team for the West, considering how it's built now. How most teams in the West are mm-hmm. built, um, especially with PG and, and um, Kawhi. That's a defensive mo- defensive two headed monster. And then you have the yeah. bench as well that can you know defend and score as well. So I think they I think they have a good chance at 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 over at possibly dethroning the Warriors if they can get the matchups going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is going to be a really great team next year, Chris. Yeah. All right, so what team do you want to talk about next? Because I already know you're going to talk about two teams individually. I already know they're going to at least pick two teams, so I'm interested in who you're going to choose next. Well, let's go with Denver Nuggets. That's uh, one of the two. I already, I already knew. Okay, let's, let's talk about Denver. it, Chris. Okay, <clears throat> Denver, right? I didn't, haven't watched any preseason for Denver, but this is just my honest mm. opinion. Jamal Murray coming back, the team looks yes. a lot different. Okay, we yes. gave Michael Porter Jr. some time to develop. He got hurt. Okay, we he's, he had a taste of playoff action where it was just him and Jokic, and he had to show up, and he knows what it feels like to not show up in those big moments now. Mm-hmm. I am hoping that he has taken that heartbreak, internalized it, and turned it into basketball ability. If As long as he has hit the gym and we see something different, maybe he put on some more muscle. Maybe he worked on his shot more. Maybe he's going to be, you know, I don't know what he's going to do. But if he can do that along with Jamal Murray and Jokic's pick and roll, which we already know what we're getting out of that every yes. single time. And that is like a yeah. pick and roll because they both stretch yes. the floor so so well and pass well. Um, I can see the Nuggets giving a lot of teams to run through their money because Jokic is just phenomenal. Yeah. Jamal Murray coming off injury. I, I can't wait to see Jamal Murray play again. And I'm just excited about Michael Porter Jr. I'm excited about their, th- about their big three. Mm-hmm. And it only depends on if Michael Porter Jr. takes that step forward because we already know what we're going to get from Jamal Murray and Jokic. So it's like it just yeah. depends on if Michael if MPJ could take a step forward, then I'm high on the Nuggets. If not, I'm mm. still high on the Nuggets because they have Jamal Murray back, and you know I'm just happy about the Nuggets. 
Yeah. Having Jamal Murray back is huge for them as a team, and it's going to be make great basketball to watch. Um, I feel like Nuggets didn't feel the same without him. Yeah. Um, Michael Porter Jr., he's a wild card, depending on how well he's developed and what skills he's going to show next season. Um, I feel like they've kind of made room for Bones Highland to grow. I think you might see him coming off the bench a little bit more this year um, because they no longer have Will Barton or... Uh, Marcus Morris. It was somebody with the last name Monte Morris. Monte Morris. Monte Morris. Yeah, they moved them both to the Wizards, and they got back like KCP and somebody else. Uh, but Bones Highland will probably get more minutes. And you know, I feel like they don't have any big. I don't think they're going to have any big changes from the Denver Nuggets we used to know. But I feel like they're still going to be battling for the top four seed in the West. This is. Yeah. Still a really good team. This is still a team that it's going to be a tough matchup in the playoffs when you face them. You know, this is you know this is basically the same old, same old for the Nuggets. I think personally. So then um, they once they have these two guys back, and then they let these young guys grow and see how much they grow, and we'll be able to accurately guess how much better they're going to be depending on those young pieces. Yeah, yeah. It, I just hope that it doesn't turn into a chemistry problem, right? Because, mm-hmm. and not to spend too much time on this, but because, you know, like, Jokic has got one of the biggest contracts in the league. Jamal Murray is, yeah. like, he's just coming back off injury. Hopefully it doesn't turn into, like, okay, this is a my team now. This It used to be your team. I'm taking over type of thing. I just hope it doesn't mm-hmm. turn into, like, the chemistry thing. I, I don't feel like Jokic is that kind of player, but I just hope it doesn't become that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and kick it to the next team. The next team for that I want to talk about is the Golden State Warriors. You know, this this team is, you know how much I love Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is the greatest coach in the NBA. It's not even really close right now. He's got a huge lead. Um, the interesting factor, as I said earlier, somebody else in the league is turning 34, and it's Steph Curry. Steph Curry's 34 in this season. So it's going to be interesting to see because... His game, people might say, oh, he's going to age well because of his shooting. Well, he's never been a great athlete. Great athletes are more of the type of players that age gracefully, like a LeBron James. Compare LeBron and Melo aging. Because Melo was never the athlete LeBron was. So as they aged, LeBron was still, I may not be jumping as high, but I'm still jumping high. Steph has never been a great athlete, so... Even though he might start, if he starts losing a little bit of athleticism, it's going to, because the whole scheme is built around Steph. If Steph can't put up more than 25 a game, it's going to be interesting to see how they fill that gap. Now, Jordan Poole would be the obvious choice for that, which is why they're such a stacked team. But you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, what version of Steph we're seeing next year. Um, but I'm excited to see what James Wiseman is. I feel like this team's extremely deep. They just got done winning a championship. They're going to be focused this season. They know who they are. They have have an identity and they're healthy right now and uh yeah i'm expecting the warriors to be the best record in the whole leagues i have them 66 wins um and i think it's gonna be fun to watch guys like jonathan camingo wiseman and pool grow into the roles even more and uh yeah it's it, this is this is a phenomenal team i can't wait to watch i'm big on the warriors too i can definitely agree with them being the number one seed um mm-hmm. I mean, the way Curry plays, it's just hard to see him. It's, it's hard for me to see him digress at all. Um, 
but it is possible um considering that he like you said he never was a true athlete he was always like you know a smaller guy had to shoot you know run around screens and stuff like that and he is the full point of their offense mm-hmm. so it is good that they do have a player like jordan Poole. so yeah i'm gonna say that i can see it happening right but it all depends on what their chemistry looks like going forward from this True. situation. How they bounce mm-hmm. back, how they mm-hmm. bounce back, will be the biggest what if um, going forward this season. Because it's like okay, because yeah. that sure. that can mess up chemistry for sure, or maybe it, yeah. or maybe it, it can make everybody stronger. Who knows? But yeah, go both ways. It could go both ways. So we just have to just. I mean, is that's kind of like. That's a waiting game because you know what you're going to get from Curry. You know what you're going to get from Clay. True. But just the chemistry that you might be missing um, from the Warriors this year, you know, between if, you know, depending on how long Draymond is out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's normally the primary ball handler with all these, um, what are scores. they called? Um, with, all the, with all the scores and the way he, um, you know, what is it called? Initiates the offense. Yes, that too. But um, Passing. The passing, but what you know what I mean? Like he does, like, like the, the, the handoff post, with I the guess. handoff with the yeah, scores. Oh, okay. You're like, yeah, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like dribble that, handoff, a, the dribble handoff. Yeah. So it's like that. That could be that, the chemistry could be messed up there. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. Without him being in the lineup, because he said he's gonna take a couple games. He's gonna take a couple days off. You don't know when he's coming back. So it's like that. That element is well, you know, will be a little will be missing. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. put the. I mean, not saying that I don't think the Warriors are going to change too much, but he he is he is he is kind of like the leader, you know. So yeah. I think it just kind of just depends on what the team looks like, what the team looks like post post this this altercation, post this situation. Mm-hmm. For me, I agree. Yeah. Well, you can go ahead and pick your next team. Utah Jazz. Okay. <laughs> Oh so my gosh! Was this one okay. of the teams that you were banking on me picking? No, not at all. Oh. I didn't see this coming at all. I just want to talk shit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, yeah, they're tanking, tanking, tanking. Uh, uh, oh, they're tanking. That's what we're gonna call it. They're tanking, tanking. They're I, call, the I call it being Victor. a poorly one, a poorly run organization. I call it being. No, the worst run organization in the league. I'm gonna call it. Why can't you keep a coach? What happened with Quinn Snyder? Why was Donovan Mitchell refusing to play? I, I call it. What are you doing there? Like you look like mm-hmm. Sacramento of old. It is that's bothering me because like you 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 draft all these old players. Then you take all this young talent. Taylor Horn Tucker doesn't look like the same player anymore. So what did you really get? You're gonna lose bad. You're not gonna like. I mean, like, yeah, you make. I don't know. Everybody's trying to enter the Victor Win Win Manana sweepstakes, but I mean, like, dag, like you just, jeez, it's they over over eighty two, over eighty (laughs) two. Yeah, they're they're gonna be twenty wins below. It's going to be either 20 or below that. That's how I'm oh, for 82. Just sure. terrible. Just a yeah. poorly run organization. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were expecting Quinn Snyder to do stuff with all these old heads and Donovan Mitchell. Like, what are you... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And then you had a guy on your team, which I'm so happy. That's the only thing that you did right that you 
was get rid of Go- was Trey Gobert. That's the only thing you did right. Mm-hmm. Duh. Other than that, it was just like nothing after that. Everything else is downhill. You're gonna look terrible. You know, you can you're gonna get Victor Wimbanyama maybe, but hopefully by the luck of the, hopefully by the um. Hopefully, by the basketball guys, they don't allow anything to ha- anything like that to happen because you don't deserve them. Mm. Yeah, it's it's. I definitely feel like Danny Age kind of took over that GM spot after they made those trades. I feel like from here on out, it's going to be different. But I completely agree with you that you know they had a point in time there where they had a good core with Devin Mitchell a few years ago, and if they would have just not paid Rodi Gobert so much gosh darn money, then we wouldn't be in this situation. But you know they had to give him the max basically. So yeah. They just they did bad things poorly, but yeah, it's a nice uh, dig. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it to the next team that I have on my list is the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, I have six, and I want to talk about them real quick because this is a team that Luca is gonna carry. Okay, if Luca is not on this team, they're in the Victor Winnebanya sweepstakes. Okay, and they're trying—they have a good shot at winning it with between them and the Sacramento Kings and Utah Jazz. Okay, that's how bad this roster is. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, Christian Wood, you know Maxi Kleber, Kleba. Like these guys are good role players, good fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth guys on your roster, but they don't have a three or two. That I trust, you know what I mean, and it's gonna be Luca Magic. He's he's gonna put up MVP numbers because he's been getting all the shots. Jalen Brunson's no longer there, so it's not like you know Spencer Dilley is still gonna get shots up, but it's not like you know they have Jalen Brunson to get shots up as well. This team, you know, it's it's gonna be greatly coached. It's gonna be Luka Doncic putting on a, a, an amazing performance every night, but they're not gonna do a lot in the regular season or the playoffs because they just don't have much else other than Luka. And, you know, hopefully they can figure out, make a strategic move. They got to make a move to get somebody next to Luka, man. Yeah, and that's, gonna, that's been their constant thing is that they had Porzingis, you know, traded Porzingis away. They had Jalen Brunson traded Jalen Brunson away. I just, I mean, like, even though I don't see Jalen Brunson as, like, a definitive two, I mean, like, it was better than, you know, nothing. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do going forward because it's, you have to like, you have, you have a lot of like aging players and players that maybe some people might want, just move them around, move around, see what you can get, see if you can get, if you can luck up and get, get anything, you know, something that, something that you can, that, that you can rely on to, okay, look, if Luke is going to give us like 30, just give us like 15 to 20, you know, just give us something. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. it's average to something tonight. Don't be forty and then everybody else got seven or nine points. It's just like this doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> All right. So, what teams next for you, Chris? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Teams I'm- that haven't been chosen is the Grizzlies, Suns, oh, Grizzlies. Pelicans. I, I I had a feeling you were gonna. That, that's who I thought it was. A th- when I said that, I thought Grizzlies Nuggets. I never would have guessed Jazz. I just wanted to talk. What do you think about the Grizzlies? Um, Grizzlies? I'm high on the Grizzlies. I'm really on. I've always been high on the Grizzlies. I, I'm excited yeah, about true. the Grizzlies this year. I just want the Grizzlies to to win. 
I think that they have a chance. They have a chance every year, but I think that this, I think that they're getting to that age in basketball years, right? Because <clears throat> they've been together for about two, three years now. I think they're yeah. going on their third year now. They're growing together, getting to know each other, knowing each other, yeah. knowing what they're used to. They had a great season last year. Just build on that momentum, come out swinging. I think that it's it's all like basketball is a game of runs and matchups, so it just depends on the matchup. And I think that they could play with pretty much the best of them. Honestly, I don't mm-hmm. think that there's too much else missing. I think they have Stephen Adams. I mean, like you already have a center who's like he knows what he's supposed to do is to grab rebounds and just protect everybody. So it's just like I, I don't I don't see them needing too much more as long as they can have mm-hmm. that consistent scoring core that they have of like Desmond Bain, John Morant, and um. What is the other guy's name? I can't think of his name. The shooting guard. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. As long as they can keep that going, you know what I mean? And then still incorporate Jaron Jackson and every and all those other guys over there, then I, I can I still see him I mean, I'm not gonna say they'll win it all. But I can see them I can see them going deep into the playoffs again. Yeah, I completely agree with you. This team's got a really good chemistry. I feel like they really have high-tier chemistry. They've been in the playoffs multiple times, so they have really good playoff experience. And um, I think Jaw is going to keep on growing. You know, he was showing flashes of shooting three-point shots off the dribble and shot creating for himself back there. It's going to be interesting to see how much farther that develops. And um, the other player I want to talk about is Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams was a lottery pick last year. I really liked him coming out of the draft. Six foot nine, shot creator, can hit threes, really smooth. And it's going to be interesting to see how much more he develops this season. So to see how much more this team can be record-wise and to see if he can break the starting lineup. And uh, it's going to be interesting for me to see who how good he's going to be. But I really like this Grizzlies team as well. I mean, I've been winning 52 games. Games. I really, really feel like this team has great chemistry, solid coach. He's not a top five coach, but he's definitely top 12 in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really feel like they have a lot of good things moving for them right now in the right direction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to kick it to the next team, even though there's still a few other teams I want to talk about. But my next team is the Pelicans. We talked about it a little bit earlier with Zion. Zion is looking great. It's going to be really interesting to see how good he's going to be this year. This team could be anywhere from the four seed to the seven seed based on how well Zion and Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum all mesh mesh together. And I really feel like they can be a really, really good team this year. I'm really excited to watch the Pelicans play, and the Pelicans have a really good team for the first time in a while. And uh, Chris, what do you think about the Pelicans? I'm loving the Pelicans. I- I think that you hit the nail right on the head when you said that it could be anywhere from the four to the seven. That just clearly depends on their superstar role mm-hmm. and their superstar, not superstar role player, superstar player, Zion Williamson. Um, yeah. As long as he can stay on the court, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Staying on the court. Yes. We know that when he's on the court, he's a monster. He can't be stopped. Yeah. He, he's a, he's like, I mean, like, yeah, he's, he's not as tall, but like, mm-hmm. man, when he jumps, he's like the, it can't, it's like no stopping that. Once he's in the air, you're yeah. just like, you're coming down and he's still climbing it's just i completely agree you have to i think that as long as they can incorporate zion back in and you know mesh really well because they have i mean like mm-hmm. you know, i mean like zion can shoot a little bit but you really don't have to worry about that they have cj yeah. and bi i mean they they just everybody just got to get it together 
mesh well, yeah. get the chemistry up. You know, it's going to take a couple games, you know what I mean? Because CJ's kind of new. Um, mm-hmm. Zion's new as well. I mean, he's not new because he, I mean, well, he is new because he hasn't played. But mm-hmm. it's like he's in the best shape of his life right now. So just, yeah. I, mean, I think this might be a, I, look, you said earlier that he might get some MVP votes. I mean, I think that he, we might be, we might be seeing prime Zion this year. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch. Fun yeah. to watch. I completely understand. Yeah. So I'm just I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to just see what they become because I I have a big I have high hopes for this team actually. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. <clears throat> so do you want to list off your next team or do you not have any more teams? Because I only want to talk about two more teams quickly. Go ahead. Go with yours. Okay, Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay, so let me explain to you guys. Even though I have the Minnesota Timberwolves winning 44 games, I just feel the West is really deep, and they might be the ninth seed. But the reason why I'm not as high on the Timberwolves as everybody else is going to be, and I don't think Chris is going to be as well, is because when you pair Rudy Gobert and Cat together, you have an extreme defensive weakness. It is because... 80% 80% of at you will 80% of plays in the NBA start with a pick and roll. They start with some sort of screen to get the guard to get open and get into space, okay? In NBA the league switches. They don't stay. So what that means is they either switch or they're in drop coverage. A lot of times guys like Rudy Gobert and Cat are in drop coverage, which means they're next to the center, next to the goal, next to the hoop. And they're going to expose this team because they're so big and lanky, but slow at the power forward in the center, the center position. And it's going to be the same issue that the Utah Jazz used to have every time they get in the playoffs. They used to face the Warriors and the Nuggets and any team that had any good guards, they got torn a shreds. And it's going to happen again. And, you know, I it's a fit problem for me more so than the grandiose for view of they have a lot of talent on the team you know what i mean they do have a lot of talent i'm excited to see anthony edwards you know what i mean but this team is just really 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 poorly built and they don't have a lot of good wing defenders they have one that's okay Jaden mcdaniels but other than that it's it's a gaping hole there and um i i disagree with what they did here that's what i think chris what do you think yeah i don't like the gobbert pickup either um, I think that there's going to be a, a glaring problem there is because he doesn't play any defense, and I'll stick by that, and I'm pretty sure you'll stick by that as well, is that the reason why he was so good at, you know, I mean, he had, had so many blocks and won Defensive Player of the Year was because it's just a system he was in in which the guards would, would drive their uh, um the person they're defending toward him, and it would just make it so easy for him to get a block because, I mean, like, how are you not going to get a block? You're seven foot. So, I mean, like, it's... So, because he, he can't come out on the on the on the perimeter, because he'll get broken mm-hmm. down. So it's like, I and mean, he, he's not a lob threat. So what is he there for? I mean, you kind of just he kind of just pushed Cat out, but that's okay because on the other side, I see it could possibly work, right? And that's how I can see it can work because if you can somehow get Cat and Gobert on the floor at the same time, that gives cat room to space and what is cat really good at he's really good at shooting threes he's 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 one he you know out of the bigs he's one of the best shooting bigs in the league so if you can steal if you can hide gobert by hiding cat and allow cat to shoot from the perimeter and not really clog up the lane even though you would i mean you kind of messed up last year when you wouldn't let him just be in the 
and be a center. I mean, not, you know what I mean? Like, be down low and really, like, try to take advantage and dominate the, the post. big body and dominate the post. Yeah. Kind of messed up there, but I guess if you're going to try to right your wrong, you can set him on the perimeter and, you know what I mean? And it's really space the floor. That could work out because um, he does have a little bit of guard skill. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't like Gobbert, so. And yes, I'm calling him Gobbert. Say something. I don't wish you would. <laughs> You know who I'm Don't talking gross. to. I'm talking to you, yeah. not you, Jason. He <laughs> In knows. the comments, <laughs> he knows. He knows. Uh, everybody's got a uh, dictionary, <laughs> and everybody's got a uh, somebody that's commented on a TikTok videos. That's an English teacher. I feel like there's like fifty thousand of them. Right. They just go scroll through TikTok just to see what mistakes you made. It was exactly. A joke, okay, it's, it's a, a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. I know it's uh, Gobert okay. and not Gobert, but I call him Gobert. It's fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, the last team I want to touch on really, really quickly is the Houston Rockets. I'm excited to watch them play. Jalen Green is going to be so much fun to watch. If you're a Houston fan, I'm going to be, you know, league passing in watching these games because I want to see how Jalen Green's going. And, you know, I want to see how Jabari Smith looks number one guy on my big board this year as well. And they did a really good job with another guy from LSU who was really high on my big board as well. He's like top 10 small forward. And, you know, watching KCP as well and Alperin Sangoon and Usman Garuba. And, you know, I'm excited to see those guys play together. Hopefully they don't give too many minutes to Eric Gordon. Because I feel like whenever he's on the floor, he tries to get shots up just to keep his points per game average up. And, uh, you know, develop the young guys. And let's see how they do. And I'm excited to watch them play. You know, they're not going to win a ton of games, but they're going to be fun. So. That's what I'm. I'm excited about the watching the Rockets to see my back-to-back number one big board overall players on the same team. Right with Houston, I just want to see more of what we saw during the second half of the season for Jalen Green. That's yeah, that was really impressive for him to take such a leap. And I think that if he could mm. take that leap, and then Jaden Ivey just, I mean, not Jaden Ivey, Jabari Smith, you know, do more of the same, and, and you know, starts to get coming to his own in the league. They could down the line, they'll be a great team. Yeah, um, pushing for the playoffs. But I think right now they'll just be fun to watch and fun to watch grow. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm more excited about is to watch. Them I grow completely the agree. Yeah, completely agree. <clears throat> All right. You ready to kick it to the next, the last topic for the day? Let's go. All right, we have every award ranking. We have the top three for each award, and we're just gonna talk about who, what you guys, what you think about it, Chris. Okay. MVP, the top three ranking for the MVP is Luca, Giannis, John Morant. What do you think? Luca, Giannis, and John Morant. Hmm. That was order one, two, three. Okay. Okay. What? So, hmm. You didn't okay. So I mean, like Luca doesn't have a choice, right? But to take a step, because if he wants to win games and be a winning team, then he has to play at a, such a high level, like such an elite level, because he doesn't have anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. I don't think there will be one, two, three, though. I, I mean, like, I think that once Zion really gets playing the voters will really like look at Zion a lot more and he might be in the top three voting or maybe Joel Embiid, depending on how like it turns out for him. I mean, but we only seen that version of Joel Embiid because James Harden wasn't really playing. I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of difficult to say. 
Yeah, I guess, you know, um, since you, I'm guessing that's what you think about the MVP, I really feel like that was a really good take. And so we're going to go ahead and transition to the most improved player next. And the most improved player ranking for one through three for us is Tyrese Halliburton, Lamella Ball, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Chris, what do you think of that? Ooh, Jaron Jackson, Tyrese Halliburton. Hmm. That's a good one. Because, like, I don't view, like, I view LaMelo as, like, an all-star level player, you know, like, especially Mm -hmm. on his team particularly. So I don't think he would, I think that he's going to get the all-star. I don't think, I don't think that he could get the most improved player or Kenny. I think he'll get enough. Oh, you can you can be most improved if you're an all star, but I think he's yeah, gonna yeah. get so many more shots because no Miles Bridges. Uh, there you go. We we'll get more points per game. Sense. Yeah, I think his most. I mean, I know you can get like uh, you know most improved and be an all star. I, I get. I understand that, but I'm like, I don't really see him as like a, like those like that kind of player. But I can see that happen, and I can see him taking a step forward because he would have to carry more of the scoring load for the Charlotte Hornets. Jaron mm-hmm. Jackson, that's a good one too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I agree with that list for sure. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of people don't know Tyrus Halliburton's about to get, get the keys to the offense and Indiana and it's going to have a really good game. You're scoring-wise, so I completely... I completely understand because I made the list. <laughs> All right, the next the next list up top three is defensive player of the year. Draymond Green's one, Giannis is two, Ben Simmons is three. What do you think, Chris? Ooh, I think Ben Simmons is going to sneak up and grab that award. I could see that. I could I see could, that. I, could, I think that's what's going to happen for that one because like the Nets just don't play any defense, so it's like. He's going to play a majority of the defense. It's, just, it's true. He's going to take the lion's share of that defense. So I can really yeah. see him getting that getting that award. I feel like that's a really good point because he's going to be the star of the defense. And without him, that defense is terrible. And there's yeah. probably going to be a bunch of metrics and numbers that are going to be able to back that up because how bad their defense was last year. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's a good point. I could, I could see him being really high. Yeah. Everybody understands why Draymond Green and Giannis are high. So. Of course. Yeah, don't have to explain that. All right. Mm-hmm. Sixth man of the year. Um, number one is Jordan Poole. Number two is Reggie Bullock. Number three is Sean Bones Highland. Um, I think Tyler Hero should be in the starting lineup this year. But, you know, if he's not, then he's number one on the list because he's basically a borderline all-star. So what do you think, Chris? Yeah, if Tyler Hero is on that list, then I would say he will win sixth man again. Yeah. Um, Sean Bones Highland, I like that pick. I mean, if he truly is going to start getting some more minutes, he's going to. I have. I'm high on him though too, because mm-hmm. so I can see that. Um, Jordan Poole. Um, that's a tough one, because I feel like he's going to be. I don't. I feel like he's going to spend more time in the starting line, lineup than he will. It's going to be minutes. interesting if he is going to be. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. good point. Yeah, I feel like he'll be. He'll spend more time in the starting lineup. So. Mm-hmm. For me, I like the list, and I think that maybe Nashawn Bones Highland might get it, the sixth man. Yeah, he'll be up there, and it'll be interesting to see how much he grows. So this is going to be really interesting. This this sixth man you, you, um, award is really up for grabs for somebody to grow into a role and become this. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. The next one up is Coach of the Year. Now, 
this is my opinion. So, you know, the coach of the year is really, oh, this team's won a bunch of games and this team's really solid. I'm talking about, like, the actual coach of the year, like the guy that makes the biggest difference on their team, even if their team's the sixth, fifth, fourth, seventh seed. But, like, he's maximizing. So, number one for me is Jason Kidd. I have, I have the Dallas Mavericks as a sixth-ranked team, but uh, whatever the best version of the Mavericks is, is what Jason Kidd's going to get out of it. Nick Nurse, the Toronto Raptors would never be a borderline bubble team without Nick Nurse coaching it. And number three is Nate McMillan, because I feel like that defense is going to be whatever the best version of that defense is because of Nate McMillan coaching, and that's going to make this team more complete. So that's who I have, one, two, three. What do you think about that, Chris? I would add Kobe. Is, it, is, his, is his name Kobe Altman? Is that the coach? For who? For Cavs. Or is that the, or, I think it's J.B. Bickerstaff. Okay, so who's Kobe Altman? Why did I think of that name? he got to be something with I the Cavs. Know. Okay, J.B. Bickerstaff. Okay, Kobe Altman must be something with the Cavs. Okay, I must have just seen him. He might have been. JB. I think that name sounds familiar, so he might have been somewhere in the front office or something like that a while back. Yeah, yeah something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, JB Bickerstaff, right? I think that he's good. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good choice. That's really good. I, I yeah. will pick him for Coach of the Year because I yeah. think that that's. I think they're going to go far. Yeah, I agree. I feel and like that's a good point. On, it depends on how you decor- how you can incorporate Donovan Mitchell and get everybody firing on all cylinders again. So mm-hmm. I, I think that he could he could possibly get Coach of the Year. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good point, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about him. <clears throat> All right, we're going to kick it to the Rookie of the Year. Number one for me is Jabari Smith Jr. Number two is Pablo Bencaro. Number three is Jaden Ivey. What do you think about those three for Rookie of the Year? Or who else do you think is going to be in that competition? I think that from what we understand is that um, these players are like, I mean, the draft at least was very top-heavy. So like mm-hmm. once you got to a certain point, it was just like, you know, Kind of fell off, so I think this mm-hmm. is a good list going forward. I think that it's going to be a really close, really, really, really close between uh, Jabari Smith and Paolo Bencaro. That's what yeah, I'm going I agree. For. But I can see, I can see Jabari Smith winning it, though. Yeah, I feel like it's Jabari Smith and Pablo Bancaro are definitely the front runners because yeah. they definitely have out of the forwards on their teams, they're both the best scorers. So they're, they're gonna they're gonna get shots of some kind. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. So our my projected All NBA first team, and see what you think of it: Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. What do you think, Chris? Steph Curry. You say it one more time. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. Kevin Durant in the first team. Yep. You can disagree. Mm. Oh, it's rare. I mean, I'm thinking because that's that's kind of a that's a good lineup. I think that that's uh, that matches, but. I mean, I think that depending, right, on how JT plays is whether or not he True. ends up in that line in that first team odd team, NBA. True. I, I, I want to believe, you know what I mean, that, that mm. 
he's going to be a better player than he was last year or even on the same level, then he can definitely be a first-team All-NBA and kick Kevin Durant out. Um, That's true. I agree. I can, I, I can see that happening. Or Very competitive forward list. Yeah. yeah. Or we can always just, you know, wish upon a star and hopefully, <laughs> you know, Anthony Davis Bron. can stay yeah, healthy. AD, yeah, yeah, it's right. Yeah. AD. yeah. <clears throat> Ron had enough first-team All-NBAs. It doesn't matter to him no more. <laughs> That yeah. doesn't bother me that he's not on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, you ready to kick it to the second team? Yeah. Second team's Jao Morant, Trey Young, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic. What do you think of that? Ooh, wait. Hold on. Kawhi Leonard on the second team? Hmm. That's it. You didn't make these easy. <laughs> That's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. I took time to think about it for sure. It's tough. Yeah, this is this is tough because I'm like Kawhi on his second team because I can see Kawhi being on the first team as well. Me too. Yeah, it's 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 really it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put LeBron on the second team though. I don't. I don't think, okay. I don't think he'll. I think he will end up on a third team though. Okay. Okay. That's that's a that's a good point. Yeah. Ready to kick so, it to I the mean, take, huh? You're, oh, I said so you ready to kick it to the third team? Oh, I would say I'll replace LeBron if, if if since JT doesn't make the first team. If he doesn't, then I will put him on the second team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. The yeah. third team is Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, Carl Anthony Towns. Oh think my of that. gosh, that is wow. That's really wow. Okay, hold on. Because Donovan Mitchell on the third team? I mean, who's the guard for the second? The first? Okay, I understand Luka, right? You can't. Luka and Steph were the first team, and the second team was John Morant and Trey Young. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. There's no Devin Booker either. I I left Devin Booker off. These are wow. Okay. um, Heck, I don't want to. I mean, and I left AD off too. That shows AD. how elite these guards are in force. Yeah, yeah. It's like I was still trying to figure out, like, how did this John Mitchell get to the third team? Like, okay, I'm accepted. I I, I don't know what to say. It <laughs> <laughs> really baffled me. Yeah, that really yeah, baffled it's, me. It's it's a good NBA league, man. There's a lot of good players yeah. right now. It's a really good, really good league right now. Really deep. <clears throat> All right. Is there anything else you say before we kick it to the end of this podcast? No. Come on. Good. All right. Friend. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate anywhere you're coming from, TikTok, YouTube. Um, we really appreciate you guys leaving comments or liking, reviewing, sharing with your with your friends. Um, Next week, on next week's episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs predictions. We're going to break down the brackets and just tell you who the NBA champions are going to be. And um, after that, regular season-wise, we're going to be going week to week. You know, we're giving you guys breakdowns of how we're viewing teams, how you know our views have changed throughout the season. Because you know we might have a, a view on the Denver Nuggets, and you know maybe Mike Porter Jr. is averaging 18 points per game. And we're gonna like, oh, we gotta adjust where we view the Nuggets, man. Like, it's gonna be really dependent on those things, and um, that's where we have mo- going on moving forward. We're really excited about this NBA season, and uh, yeah, okay. Well, 
Anything else you want to say, Chris? Alright, well, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Mom. We're the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.